This is Best Show Gems, the best of the best show on WFMU. My name is Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of the best show on WFMU. And I guess I'm the host of Best Show Gems also. As I said earlier, Best Show Gems, it's a sliver, a slice, a sampling of what we do during the full three-hour extravaganza that is the best show on WFMU. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this. Or actually, if you're working out, lean up and get excited and get ready to enjoy another installment of Best Show Gems. FMU, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. Uh, I wanted to chime in on the uh, five people that you would not like to have dinner with. Okay. Do you have a list? I do, yes. Yeah. Let's hear it. Uh, Tommy Gwenda. Who's that? Tommy Gwenda. <laughs> Tommy Gwenda. Who is Tommy Gwenda? He was the lead guitarist in the Pez Band. Okay. All right. Who Who's next on your list? Uh, John Brandt. I don't know who that is. He was one of the post-Tom Peterson uh, bassists in Cheap Trick. Okay. Who's uh, number three? Pardon me? Who's number three on your list? Who was the third bassist in Cheap Trick? That would be uh, Pete Comita. <laughs> no, I don't know. And is there a reason why you wouldn't want to eat, have dinner with John Brandt? Yeah. Well, he, he kind of ruined the band. Oh, okay. And that leads me to number three here. Okay, who's that? Uh, John Lightman. <laughs> who, who, who is John Lightman? He was uh, the second bassist in Big Star. Okay. Yeah. And wh- why him? Same reason. Kind of, kind of ruined the band. Okay. Uh, number four, Darren Robbins. Who's that? Uh, he's a he's like a rock and roll guy. Uh, has a band called Darren Robbins and the Rockstars. Okay, I've never heard of them. Yeah, you probably never will. Okay. Um, and uh, the fifth one, uh, Jeff Wilsden. Who? Jeff Wilsden. <laughs> Who is Jeff Wilsden? He was the second drummer in the Greg Kinn Band. Why? Uh, <laughs> why are you so mad at Jeff Wilsden? Well, you know, um, it's kind of personal. I'd rather not get into it on the radio. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, but it involves um, my ex-wife. Okay. Yeah. So well, I, I, I think you can see where that's yeah. going. Okay, well, let's just leave it at that. Okay. That's your yeah. business. Yeah. So what, uh, what can I do for you tonight, buddy? Well, I just wanted to get that out. And, uh, okay. You know, I'm actually the guy that called a couple weeks ago. About? About wh- Poptastrophe 2007. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The pop guy. Yeah. Yeah. The power pop guy. Yeah. You worked for, what was that guy's name you were working for? Uh, power pop, pop, pop? Yeah. So you were you were hyping some pop festival. Yeah, I take it you didn't get down to the the docks to see the show. No, no, I didn't. Well, Tom, I I have some um, I have some pretty bad news for you. It's pretty heavy news. All right, let's hear it. Um, power pop, pop, pop. Yeah. He was assassinated. <laughs> what? Yeah. Power Pop Pop Pop. He was assassinated. Who was the guy who organized the whole festival? He was basically the Power Pop leader. Yeah. For pretty much North America. He was assassinated. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, the show was a disaster. Uh, well, 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 it must have been. What yeah. uh, What happened? Well, let me just say that this thing was worse than Pop and Fresh Fest in '92. Uh huh. 
know, when they tried to bring power pop and the hip hop worlds together. Yeah. That was bad. I, I still can't believe those guys in the Emmett Rhodes band jumped speech from Arrested Development. Uh-huh. Ugh, wow. Creeps. Yeah, that... that, that <laughs> Wait, who jumped who in that? Uh, two of the guys from, from Emmett Rhodes' band. Yeah. You know, he's kind of he's like considered one of the pioneers of power pop. Sure, sure. He was well, with they, the, the merry-go-round. Exactly. They... I don't know what happened, but they, they jumped uh, the main dude from... Arrested Development. Okay. Yeah. And that, it, because, uh, okay, well, that, that sounds horrible. I, I, I vaguely remember hearing about that. Bad, yeah. So, you know, he wanted to have Power Pop Pop Pop, he wanted to have Robbie Rist host it, you know, MC it, mm-hmm. but he couldn't do it because they were feuding. Yeah. So he ended up getting Johnny Whitaker. Who's that? He was in Sigmund and the and the Sea Monster, those those like crop shows, you know, back in the oh, early seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he Robbie Rist is somebody who's actually involved in pop power pop. Exactly. He's yeah. an actual power pop guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what connection does that other guy you just said have that, to that's it? That's the thing. Nothing. Except for the fact that I mean, Robbie Rist got his start on, what, the Brady Bunch? Um, exactly, yes. Yeah, I'm not sure if he did too much else after that, but the problem was here that Johnny Winokur, he had no idea about Power Pop. He actually thought that, that it was a convention for some kind of high-caffeine cola or something. Okay. And he kept asking where Paul Higgins was the whole day. Uh-huh. Paul Higgins? Yeah. Who's that? He's this guy who puts on these conventions. He's kind of like considered the king of the conventions. Yeah, you know, I did. I actually talked to that guy a long time ago. You're kidding, really? No, no. Oh. I, I was. A, it was years ago. Wow. Well, I think Johnny had done some sort of like Croft con for him back in the mid '90s or something. Okay. So I think that's where the connection was. They also had this guy there, Kenny Wilkins. I know that name. He's the power pop comedian. The pa- a Patwa, that's yeah. not, that's, I thought I knew the name from somewhere else. What, 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 what is a power pop comedian? Well, A, it's terrible. Okay. Uh, do, do you want like a sample? Uh, I, I kind of, now I really want to hear a sample. Well, all right. I'm embarrassed to even be doing this, okay? But these are not your jokes. These I are the know, jokes of still, Kenny it's, Wilkins. It's sort of like embarrassment by proxy, if there is sure, such a thing. Sure, sure. No, I know what you mean. It makes your skin crawl. Exactly. So, um, why did Eric Carmen break up with his girlfriend? Why? Because she wouldn't go all the way. Oh, wow. That, oh, terrible, I told you. Yeah, that is pretty bad. And it was jokes along that line? That was the best one. I actually oh. wrote. I actually wrote that one down. Cause, yeah. Wow, that that is that's worse than I thought it's you were going to say. Yeah. Um, uh, and the the area held like five thousand people, but uh-huh. only around two hundred showed up. And Power Pop Pop Pop, he was really mad, and he kept saying that he was going to lose a fortune because, uh-huh. he was, because he was paying the band so much. He was actually paying his own band fifteen thousand dollars. His own band. Yeah. The band that he's... He's in a band? He's in a band. He had kind of retired. I think I think I mentioned that before. Okay. But he put a band together for this thing, pretty much so I guess he could he could make $15,000, which is weird because it was his own money. 
So, yeah, that is kind of weird. Paying yeah. yourself. Yeah. You know what his band, his band was called? What's that? Poppelganger. Poppelganger? Like doppelganger? Like doppelganger, yeah. It was him and three guys that looked just like him. Like the, beetle, the beetle haircut and the suit jacket. And I remember you describing him. It didn't sound like he was the most attractive guy. No, he's not. What was it? His look is kind of like that, like he had a beetle cut, if I remember correctly. Yeah, like almost like a shaggy sort of beetle-y sort of thing. And, you know, he would wear like a kinks kind of shirt. Uh-huh. Like with, or like a big Target shirt, like the Who, like the Who mod kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then really tight pants and stuff. Uh-huh. And beetle boots. And was, was he, I'm just hazarding a guess here, mm-hmm. maybe shouldn't have been wearing those really tight shirts? Little paunch. Uh huh. When I say little, I mean big. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, they say you shouldn't speak ill of the the presumed to be dead. You know. So, uh, and of course, but Power Pop 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 thought that Poppelganger should headline. Over who? Over the resistance. And that was I remember you mentioning that a couple weeks ago. The resist. Oh wait, no, no, that was that. Oh, they actually did play it. That was the band you weren't sure if they were going to play it. Yeah, they, they're they kind of the best power pop band. Out but, the, yeah, but, but they play white power pop. Yeah, and so they, so they actually did play the festival. They did. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. I first got to tell you about, about, about Poppelganger. Okay. They were so bad. I mean, he was bad back in the 70s and 80s. Uh-huh. You know, with the hurt, the need, the yes, the no, the maybe, all those bands. Sure. But this was like a whole new level of bad. Half the songs were total, like, rip-offs of classic power pop songs, you know, the chords and the melodies, but with his own awful lyrics. Uh-huh. And they were all about power pop. So the songs are about, the songs are power pop songs. Yeah. About power pop songs. Yeah. Like, like, does it do you have any anything come to mind? Yeah, and the same thing goes for this as went with the uh, the comedian. Uh huh. I'm just embarrassed. Like well, what? Like what? One song was called "Power Pop Is Go." Hail, hail, power pop! <laughs> a night on Power Pop Mountain. <laughs> a night on Power <laughs> yes. Pop Mountain. Yes, it was terrible. <laughs> And what was that song about? It was like about like some kids that go on like a camping trip and they're totally into power pop and this almost like bigfootish creature is like, you know, circling their camp all night and to keep the 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 bigfoot away they start um playing um uh power pop songs. Uh-huh. And then the Bigfoot actually starts to like it. <laughs> yeah. I, and ends I, up playing rhythm guitar in the band. I, you want to know what? I knew you were going to say that he ends up liking it. Yeah. Yeah. A Night on Power Pop Mountain. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He, he did this other song called Who Put the Pop in the Pop, 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 Pop. Ugh. You know that song, Who Put the Bomb? Yes. I, I figured it was that yeah. song. Well, the other songs that he, he he was doing, they were these generic kind of riffs, but with famous power pop lyrics. He was trying to sneak it by everybody. Like, like, do you have any examples? Like a song would be would just be like, and he would be singing like, you know, there she goes, there she goes again. 
but changing the melody or exactly you didn't you didn't hear the melody at all but okay. you, once you heard the lyrics in like rock and roll girl by paul collins beat uh-huh solar sister by the posies and people were just like had to just like bite your lip you know because he he was in charge pretty much you know he was paying everybody uh-huh and it was so poorly planned yeah there were three stages but all the bands played at the same time so you'd have three stages that were really close to one another with bands playing at the same time, and you couldn't hear what was happening at all. Uh-huh. Partly it, because all the bands sounded so generic and the same. So it's the sound bouncing, everything's um, just bouncing back and forth? Exactly, exactly. It was actually kind of funny when at one point all three bands that were playing on all three stages were doing Shake Some Action at the same time. <laughs> wow, that is, that is funny. It was bad. But when the Resistance played? Yeah. I mean, they, musically... I, I can't rave enough. They were they're they're great. Yeah. It, you know, if you don't listen to the words. Okay. But they brought this whole contingent with them. Who who was in the contingent? Like we're just total low lifes. You know, they're essentially skinheads, but with like shags and beetle cuts, and suit jackets. Well, they're, so they're not exactly skinheads. You mean they're full of, like they're, they're skinheads in in you know their uh, what do you call it their their worldview. Yeah. Okay. And they started going nuts and doing this dance called the Slam Pop. The Slam Pop. What is that, like slam dancing? Yeah. But basically you pogo every every couple seconds. Okay. And, and then you start bashing people. Wow. It's oh, well, that... And so, so that's like a whole scene now, this well, white power pop? Well, it's kind pop? of a scene that revolves around just one band, but there's there's a lot of them. It's, it's really gross. And Power Pop Pop Pop... Uh-huh. was so not into it. He, he he got on the mic and, and was saying, Stop it! Stop it! I'm Power Pop Pop-Up and you will do as I say! Wow, so he was really bent out of shape. When he when he gets mad, he slips into this almost Sean Connery-ish kind of voice. It's weird. But he's not from... He's not from... Uh, he's, not, he's not Scottish. He's from Newbridge. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's very weird. So, so he's going, stop it, stop it. But nobody cared because they lost all respect for him when his band played. Okay, so he kind of lost face. Exactly. And then all hell broke loose when the resistance went into their version of Big Star's Life is White. Oh, my God. But with different words. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> oh, wow. And the mm. fans were go- their fans were going insane. Uh-huh. But the regular Power Pop fans were not into it all, and there was a big riot. It was Power Poppers against White Power Poppers. Fighting it out. Exactly. Wow. Thankfully, Dr. Harfouche was there. Who is that? Uh, Dr. Christian Harfouche. Why? Dr. Christian Harfouche. Yeah. I've heard that name before. You should know it if you uh, if you read Gladiator. I do read Gladiator magazine. Like it's an Ultimate Fighter magazine. Yeah, he's on the cover of of issue one. It's on. I think it's on stands right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got ch- I have it at home. It's a good read. He was actually in Newbridge for the Ultimate Fighting uh, Trading Card Expo. Well, the, uh, Ultimate Fighting Trading Cards. Yeah, they had cards. Okay, like baseball cards. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yes, they were having this convention, this card convention, over at the Newbridge Convention Center. How much does he have a rookie card? He must. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a new. A new scene, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not sure how long he's been doing it, but uh, he, he must. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta get into that. You should check it out. Yeah. 
So he, he was just happened to be walking by when all this was going on. Uh-huh. And he tried to break it up with this kind of jujitsu meets extreme fighting stuff. Okay. And he was really helping us out, bashing the resistance crew. Yeah. But then Power Pop 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 started kicking him in the head. He's, he's short. Dr. Harfush. Do- okay, Dr. Harfush is short, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And why, why, is, why was he kicking? Wasn't he helping? Yes, but uh, Quad P was upset that uh, Dr. Harfush was upstaging him. By helping stop the riot. Exactly, yeah. He, he felt like he had lost control. Well, he did. I know, but you, know, you can't tell him anything. So basically, Quad P starts popping Dr. Harfush with his popper. I think I mentioned the popper last Yes, you talk. did. It's like a weird... It's like a little, almost like a zip gun, but in the shape of a Rickenbacker base. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he started popping everybody. Wow. Yeah. So he hit Dr. Harfush. Exactly, yeah. Jeez. And then the concert turned on Quad P. Really? Yeah. Uh, what, what, what happened? Well, the concert dragged him down to the water and put him on a barge and sent him out into the river and into the Atlantic. Okay. But uh, that's... I thought you said he was... You said he was assassinated. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's... If he's not dead now, by now, he will be soon. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean... I mean, that's Justice Newbridge style. You know that. Yes. I, you know, I've heard about that. Is, that. is that a big thing, putting people out on a raft? Yeah, getting barged. Okay, I didn't... You know, I I, I had. I guess I had heard about isolated things. I didn't know that there was a pattern to that. Oh, yeah. Or that it was an actual choice of, of apparently, execution. Yeah, I mean, it's like getting whacked, but you, but you get barged. Okay. It's kind of a slow death. Some would say it's a dignified death, but I don't know. Just getting I, sent out to sea exactly on a yeah. on a little raft or something. Yeah. I would say there's nothing dignified about about uh, Quad P's, you know, his reaction and the way he held himself as he was floating out. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I guess that kind of leaves a big uh, opening in the scene. Oh, it does totally. You know, as he was floating out. Yeah. We could hear him pleading for his popper. Uh, we didn't uh-huh. throw it to him, though. No. You didn't? No, and then he started crying. Uh-huh. He kept pleading for us to throw him a copy of Twilly Don't Mind. <laughs> As he went out to sea. Exactly. I guess it was the only thing that, 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 that he wanted to kind of die with, which is weird. Isn't that weird? A, a copy of a Dwight Twilly album. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, like that is said, weird. Like you said, there's a you know, kind of a vacancy. Yeah, yeah. It has been filled. By who? There's a new leader. Of the whole power pop world. Yep, yep. Who is that? Cheap Trick Rick. Cheap Trick Rick. Yeah. I don't he's, know who that is. Well, he's in one of the bands that played uh, called The Snap. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of a weird story. Do you have a minute? Sure. Cheap Trick Rick, it turns out, is Power Pop Pop Pop's illegitimate son. Really? Yeah, Quad P didn't even know about him until Poptastrophe. He didn't even know he had a son. No, no. Well, how, how did how did that come to be? Well, see, b- back in like I think it was like eighty four, eighty five, Power Pop 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 had a one nighter with this chick from Germany, mm-hmm. and she told him she was Rick Nielsen's sister. Okay. And that she was from Champaign, Illinois, where where Cheap Trick is from. Yeah. And Quad P just saw this as his, his golden opportunity 
you know, in, in entree in, in, into into the power pop, you know, the upper echelons of power pop. You mean if he could, if he could, uh, he'd be related, yeah, to the, you know the, the guy that wrote the, all the classics. Sure, you know. And what happened with that, though? Well, he he was totally fooled by her accent. Having never been out of, out of Newbridge, he thought that that was just like an Illinois accent, even though it was it was German. Mm-hmm. You know, and turns out she was only getting with him so she could get a green card. Really? Okay. Yeah, he, okay. He, he totally fell for it. All right. So he he ends up he ends up. Uh, well, they didn't get married. That's the thing. Okay. He ends up getting involved with her, and yeah. and the, she gets pregnant. Yeah, but and, he, he didn't even know about it. Okay. About the pregnancy. See, she cut him loose before you know she was really showing. I guess. Okay. Because he totally creeped her out. Well, that doesn't sound very shocking. Well, he was sending her like twenty-five mixtapes a week. Of just all kinds of... All power pop. Yeah. Yeah. He was sending her this kind of power pop fan fiction. <laughs> oh, God. It was weird. Like like who? Well, it, it was like... It, it, it involved like a big power pop love triangle between him, her, and Greg Kinn. Ew. It was weird, yeah. That is very weird. Hey, speaking of uh, power pop pop's writing... Yeah? This is so bizarre. He had written six seasons of this kind of Sopranos-inspired, like, drama series. Really? Called The Rickenbackers. The Rickenbackers? Yeah, it's about this guy who runs the power pop scene, and everyone's trying to rub him out. Uh-huh. Pretty, uh, you know, Nostradamus-like, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds he like... got it, rubbed out. It has a lot of parallel. Except it was... It was... Were you involved in that? Define involved. Did you have anything to do with putting uh, Power Pop 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 out on the uh, on the raft? Define putting him out on the raft. Did you physically touch him? Yes. Okay. What did you do? I shoved him onto the barge. Oh wow! And so tied you, him down. So you were really you really betrayed him. I hated him. We all hated him. You'd hate him, too, if you ever met him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now I won't have a chance, uh, which maybe might be a good thing. Hopefully not. Ugh. Hey, I got a boogie. Okay. I'm DJing a blue party in about an hour. Uh-huh. A what kind of party? A blue party. What is that? What do you think it is? Oh, blue. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The the drug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, don't 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 talk down. What do you what, what do you mean? Talk. What are you down? going to tell Harrops or something? What? No, I'm not, I'm not going to tell anybody. I just okay. think it's kind of a a, a very troublesome uh, drug that's kind of taken over Newbridge. Not really. No, you just got to try it. I think you'll like it if you try it. I'm never going to try it. Oh, you got to. Never. Well, come on to this party. No. It's Where where's the party? Craig Cooper's place. From Radio Hut. Yeah. I've done one for him before. It's actually it's actually a pretty low impact gig. You play like six songs, and then uh, I I'll, I'll play Bad Fingers, Baby Blue, when uh-huh. I start breaking out the stuff. Yeah, and then you know everyone falls asleep. Then it's and then I'm yeah. out. You know, I come back like you know twelve hours later and get everyone going with Come On, Come On. Pretend that you were playing records all exactly. the time. I've been spinning all night, guys. Wow. Well, that yeah. sounds like a pretty sweet deal for you. It's very sweet. 
Um, you have a good time. I will. Okay, good luck with that DJ job. All right, I will talk to you soon. Great. Okay, best wishes. Ba- uh, likewise. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, best show. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Show Gems. This is a sampling of the full three-hour Best Show on WFMU, which can be heard each and every Tuesday night live at WFMU.org, Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. until midnight Eastern Standard Time. You can listen anywhere on the globe at WFMU.org. If you're in the New York area, you can listen over your radio at 91.1. If you're in the Hudson Valley area, outside of New York City, check out the show at 90.1. And if you need more information on the show, go to friendsoftom.com. That is the best show on WFMU website. I want to thank a few people who are uh, instrumental in making sure this show takes place every other week. I want to thank Martin DeGrell, who is the executive producer of Best Show Gems and the curator of this program. Thank you, Martin. Mel Matsuoka, who is the, uh, the man who has been in charge of the entire Best Show on WFMU archiving for ages now. He is the architect behind this whole thing. None of it would be happening without you, Mel. Thank you so much. John Worcester, of course. Thank you for all the stuff uh, you do and we do together. You're the funniest dude alive. AP Mike for all your work helping keep the show running smoothly. I want to thank Spoonie for coming up with the Best Show Gems logo. And again, if you want to listen to a full episode of the Best Show on WFMU, Go to WFMU.org. There are archives up there covering the entire decade plus of the best show on WFMU. They're all waiting up there for you to listen to at WFMU.org. And thank you for listening to this, and we hope to uh, have you hear us soon. I don't know if you're hearing it or not. I'm going to assume you are. So thank you so much, and uh, we will see you soon. Hi. Hi.